Judy Lynn Hearn, she told about the ACN or video phones back in the day, and now she was, I don't know if she thought it was or hoping that we were having a, a, An orgy. a swapping party at my house. <laughs> Mine did go there. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I'm thinking what she's telling the story. I said, well, you did show up. <laughs> yeah, well done you. <laughs> you can't argue with the fact there. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. It was an ACN video phone. <laughs> Had she just casually mentioned it could have been an orgy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what I mean. It could have been a, yeah, a swapping party. So. <laughs> you missed her yeah. chance. Yeah, exactly. So thank you again, Judy, for throwing that in there. Uh, like I said, we didn't work a ton together, but it's those funny stories that just you know, make you laugh when you're thinking back in the good old days there. So thank you for that. Uh, I, I don't know where you are in your, uh, your uh, career or your life right now. Steve's going to give me all of these uh, contacts and emails in a book. So once I finally get these things and I can reach out to you folks, uh, out to everybody, Michelle and I aren't on Facebook there. Um, so we didn't have any links to anybody during this stuff. So that's why one of the reasons Michelle went to Steve, cause he knew he was hooked up doing these things to kind of get the word out to our friends there. Um, <laughs> Not because I was the best man for the job or anything, but she just knew I was. Oh yeah. Okay. Right, right, right. Yeah. Dude, you're stellar, Steve. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> Who's uh, next on your list there? Yeah, that's right. Um, so that's like Tony Brown. Downtown oh my Tony. God. If yeah. Tony Brown, we did our fives together. He was talking about, we did some training to go on uh tour together. And unfortunately they didn't pull those, uh, uh, augmentees back to back with us when we actually deployed. Um, they just went with the bare minimums there. Um, Tony Brown is gotta be the, the, those caring and funniest guys around, man. Like he, have you ever been in a story where, where Tony's <laughs> telling an event there um, and how, you, how it's pulled off, man, you were in tears. He's just a funny as hell kind of fella. And we were roommates together on our first phase of our fives there. Just, a, yeah, just an amazing fella. I, I don't know what's going on with him either. It was one of those people over the years you, you lose contact with, like I said, we're not on social media. And once you're, once you do a couple of postings, your phone numbers change and you kind of lose touch with folks. Yep. I don't know. Is he still in the military? Do you know? I have no idea. No, I don't, I don't okay. really, I, I've only met him a couple of times. I can't really, uh, I have no idea where he is right now. Yeah. Yeah. Tony Brown. Jesus. Another guy with perfect goddamn hair and, and, uh, <laughs> always got the tan going and you gotta yeah, let the hair sure. thing go. Chief, you hair, I said you gotta let the hair thing go. It's gone. No, man, you brought it up like several times in the podcast. There. God damn, like enough with the hair jokes, man. <laughs> Remember, these podcasts, Steve, are so my kids can look back on me with some kind of pride. <laughs> well, that's why when you were running across a parade square instead of walking with your bloodstained turban, you know, it shows what a fit and driven guy you were. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's what I'm talking about everybody now. I don't talk about all the funny things that happened to them. <laughs> um, you know, because when I see their names, I think of, oh, my God, this happened and that happened. We were together and stuff, and I'm avoiding those embarrassing times for them. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that was an embarrassing time for you. 
<laughs> that's right. I'm not a people person. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so Derek Nearing, another <laughs> Derek talks a great uh, podcast too, where you know he was going through some challenging times, and and uh, we'd all and again we I didn't know that he was going through those times. He's another guy that kind of kept it to his himself back in those days, and it was just fortunate that he was always a pleasure to be around. So we were spending time with him. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that's a a challenging part with with um, people that are going through post traumatic stress disorder. You know, when when a person is uh, injured in another way, let's say you break your femur. Well, you know, everybody sees you wearing a cast, you got uh, crutches on, and people come running over to help you. Can I get the door for you? Can I carry that for you? They're always supportive. Yeah. But when you you fracture your mind or you 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 break your mind. You, you change inside. You may not laugh as much. You may uh, uh, take offense to jokes that you'd normally laugh at. You don't know how to relate to people in crowds. You may not even want to be around people. And the people that are normally around you don't know how to react to that. Yeah. And, and, they, and they're uncomfortable because it's an uncomfortable social situation. And that's the concept. And then, of course, these people are, you know, they'll walk down the hall and they think, well, no one's talking to me. What are they talking about? People are rumoring about me. And these are all a hundred things that come out of with mental health disorders that uh, magnify it, that just take it off and make the more person more self-conscious about what they're going through. And, uh, you know, t- times have changed in the last 10 years because we've opened up and talked about it a lot more and people are more understanding about it. But it's it's good people like uh, Derek that can also bring that to the forefront. But also you, Steve, you also do your podcast where you've educated a lot of people on on people with post traumatic stress disorder and and how it affects them. You know, uh, yeah, because I've listened to those and I've listened to Derek there as well. Well, there's so, a lot of people, a lot of people out there suffering from it and still yet to be diagnosed from uh, PTSD. So. Uh, Men, mental yeah. injury. Uh, I, Frank, uh, psychologist I know, uh, he got me on to saying mental injury rather than mental inj- illness because um, everybody understands an injury and that an injury takes time to heal. And um, whereas uh, an illness sounds scarier, but if you break it down into something, somebody, everybody can understand. Um, and yeah, ho- that's ho- right. Hopefully we can reach out and help somebody. Yeah, change your perspective on it. Yeah. Uh, one of my first memories with Derek was there were an RV92. You get out there in this big open field, and, you know, everybody's laying on the ground trying to use their abolition kit. And Derek's like, and Derek's a remaster from uh, Combat Engineers. Yeah. So he's like, oh, we can build this. So he builds us all these, he grabs some two by fours and some wood laying around and builds us all these abolition tables. Wash that. Place where you can hang. Yeah, hang your yeah. mirrors, wash station, and all this kind of stuff. Sets up for the water and everything. We had all our, um, you know, immersion heater there to heat up water. Uh, you know, again, a guy just just sees what's got to be done and uh, and just gets it done. Grabs you know, the bull by mean? the horns. Yeah, that's right. You know, and I guess he was a sergeant in the combat engineers before he came to Petawawa there with us. Another guy will so, help you out at any time. Yeah, that's right. And of course, I do remember it clear as day when he jumped in the water out of our boat there to, to save Murph after he was <laughs> knocked almost unconscious. Here's Derek. 
about two feet under the water, pushing up on Murph's bum, trying to get him out of the water. <laughs> Drowning <laughs> himself. Yeah, Derek, what are you doing, man? You can't swim trying to pull Derek back into the boat while he's drowning with no life jacket on. <laughs> yep. There's a funny sequel to that uh, that wakeboard, though, too. Murph's head isn't the only one it cut open. So fast forward years later, a second generation, uh, you know, Clint's daughter, Sydney, was out in the waves and stuff. And same thing, we were just done just finished talking about that story about how Murph cracked his eye open on it. And uh, Chief throws Sydney out in the, in the boat. We're speeding around the, the lake there. And the same thing happened to Sydney. She goes off this wave and comes back up with a cut over her eye. Yeah, same yeah, thing. That was just the, yeah, that was just this last summer. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's time to get rid of the wakeboard. <laughs> yeah. Well, two people out of 20 years or 30 years, that's that's a good statistic. You can look at that. <laughs> yeah, that's safe. <laughs> yeah. Okay, before you uh, before you go on to your next one, Chief, I'm going to shut this one down, and we'll have a part one and part two, because I suspect you're not going to get done in the next seven minutes. Okay, sounds good, buddy. Okay, so just talk amongst yourselves for a minute. <laughs> 